On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Magic Big Man Wendell Carter Jr. Magic Pod Squad brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. They remind you that fans don't let fans drive drunk. If you've been drinking, don't get behind the wheel. Instead, find a sober driver or catch a ride service. Remember, drive sober or get pulled over. Have a great night and drive safe. On this edition of Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Wendell Carter Jr. and discuss his journey to the NBA. Also, his latest show, Inside the Magic, featuring Wendell Carter Jr., which airs on Valley Sports Florida starting on Saturday night. So you certainly don't want to miss that. Multiple re-airs after that. What was his decision to go to Pace Academy? Also, basketball player, but an actor there at Pace Academy in Atlanta. So he touches on that as well. This Magic team, how good can they be? Also playing alongside fellow Dookie, Paolo Bancaro. So much to get into on this edition of Magic Pod Squad with Wendell Carter Jr. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galate here with you. We are joined by Magic big man Wendell Carter Jr., kind enough to join us. Now, when we do these podcasts, Wendell, we don't often talk about games that just happened or games that are coming up because we like to keep this pretty generic. However, I find it impossible <laughs> to not talk about that win <laughs> against the Golden State Warriors. How are you feeling this morning? And what are some of your takeaways, Dell, on that on that fantastic game the other night? Um, you know, it just shows how 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 much we're growing as a team. You know, going against one of the best teams, if not the best team in the in the league right now. Um, it just showed that you know, first off, offensively, we have so many weapons. You know, it's anybody anybody can have a night at any moment. Um, and I feel like defensively, we were tied in. We understood the game plan. Uh, you know, guys like Steph and Clay are, are, are tremendous players who are going to get their points, but, you know, making sure they're doing it at a at a very, very difficult um, – having to take difficult shots throughout the whole game. You know, and that's that was the game plan and get them inside the three-point line. And, um, you know, we got away from it a little bit. You know, Steph and Clay got hot kind of early. But, um, you know, when it came down to crunch time and things like that, I think we did a really good job of – understanding uh, time to score, understanding um, yeah. the shots that they wanted to take and, and, and just understanding, you know, the game of basketball on a, on a deeper level. And I feel like we just showcased that um, as a team last night and, you know, we can, we can build off of it. Well, it was awesome. And I, and I think, Dell, if, if you don't mind backing up to the day before, Jalen and Paolo told us after that loss to OKC, you guys were pretty upset. You guys were pretty, pretty down, understandable. That was a tough loss. But you guys got together. What was said? It sounds like you guys got together and said, we want better than this. What was you guys, you guys want to know what I you guys want to know what I said? You do you want to know what I said that night? Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna tell. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yes, I hear you. I'm sure you guys were saying the same thing. It might be similar. It might be similar. <laughs> it probably is. It probably what, did, is. What, what was that? What was that discussion like? What did you guys come together about? Um just finishing games. Like, at the end of the day, like, we all understand on this team at least that we're going to be in majority of these games this year. You know, uh, we 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 are very, very talented on both ends of the court. So, you know, down to – from the first to the third – the first to thir- uh, three quarters, like, we're going to be good. We're going to be in games, whether we're up or down. It's going to be a close game. And um, we just kind of told each other, like, yo, like, 
Because I think the problem we had in OKC game, we just had so many turnovers, especially late. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not as mad if we miss shots and they make shots. You know, it's a make-miss league. So I'm not mad at that part. Like, we were getting shots against OKC and we were missing, like getting quality shots we were missing. Then, you know, slap them, the, them on the butt. They had a good game. But, you know, we weren't even giving ourselves opportunity down the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, like, the biggest thing for us is making sure – you know, not saying that we got to come out and just jack up shots, but as long as we're getting quality shots down the stretch, you know, we got great shot makers on this team. So um, as long as we're getting shots down the stretch, I mean, we're, we're going to be good. You know, and I feel like, you know, that was kind of the, 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 the topic that we kind of talked about as a team is just, you know, just getting quality shots, make or miss. You know, we live with the results. At least we got to at least right. give ourselves a chance. Right. Wendell, are, are you feeling you, we've only had, I mean, we've, we're nine games in, we've only had three games at the Amway center so far. We've always had good crowds, but to me, the energy in the building yeah. feels a little bit different. I agree. Do you guys, do you guys feel that as well? Especially in a game like last night where golden state, they travel well, right? Their fans travel well or Boston, but there was a lot, a lot magic, a lot more magic blue cheering than there was Golden State Blue last night. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, it just shows, like, you know, first off, this city is amazing. Um, you know, they, they're, they're rocking out with us, you know, for the two and a half years, almost three years I've been here. You know, I've, I've always had a good um, – uh, I just lost my train of thought. What interaction with fans? Yeah. You've had a – Yeah, had a good, relationship. Yeah. yeah, sure, relationship, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just rocking out with us. And I think, you know – credit we got the number one pick so that's like plays a huge part in it and you know things like that but you know I think they just see how good this team can really be and like you know it's it's, it's exciting you know just having those those fans out there cheering, cheering you on and things like that is very exciting well I think a lot of those war a lot of those fans that had warrior jerseys are going to have magic jerseys on tomorrow when they come in sure. <laughs> and we're, and sure. we're, fine. <laughs> we're fine with that okay so you mentioned we got the number one pick the number one pick is also cool. from Duke so what yeah. did you know? What did you know about Paolo last year? Obviously, you watch games, you follow your alma mater. What What did you know about him? What did you heard about him from you know behind closed doors with other Duke people? Uh, from behind closed doors, man, I, uh, the, the 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 biggest word I kept hearing was that he was a winner. You know, he just played to win. You know what I'm saying? And uh, not necessarily saying that you know he's gonna he got to score 50, 60 points every night or anything like that. Like he just does the right things on the court. And when Paulo is just Paulo, it's pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he can play one through five. He can guard one through five. Uh, he can – he's a great passer. You know, he just – he plays the way that, that's, that's necessary to win. And, like, that's – that's you don't really find that that many times in a number one pick. You know, guys go into a certain situation, they're like, oh, this is going to be point. my team. Good I'm just going to score. I'm going to shoot whatever I want to. I don't care. They can't tell me anything you know, Paulo is, is is the complete opposite of that. You know, he wants to win no matter if he's playing good or not. Like, he's going to do – and when people say someone is playing good, they always look at someone's points. I think he affects the game in so many different ways that, you know, um, kind of goes unnoticed because he's so gifted offensively. So, I, mean, I think I think he's just – he's laying the foundation for a fantastic career he's going to have. Does, does it count if you guys were only there for like a semester? 
I mean, you both were only there for like a semester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might, that might, that might be a thing. You know, that that was always a thing. You know, you got guys like Grace Allen fans that were there for like four years, so they're like, "Those are the two Blue Devils." I'm like, Man, I was just, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just playing now. I know as soon as you set foot on campus, that that all of a sudden your blood turns blue. I, I get yeah. it. I, I understand. But you go back to Paolo and not more. You know what? At what point do you guys all know what your roles are and meld into that role? Because obviously that's a big key to any team's success. Um, and that might be hard, especially considering we have so many guys on our team that are top five picks, top six picks, where they've always been the man. Like, at what point does that set in for you guys to know this is my role, this is my role, this is his role, one to 15? Um, you know, we had a, a, a true just heart-to-heart conversation before the season started, you know, with all the guys and the coaches, and we, we identified everyone's role, you know. And, um, you know, it's, like you said, it's tough because guys come from being the man, and now you're in a situation where, you know, you have to buy into something and really believe in, like, believe in what the bigger goal is. And, honestly, it's the win. That's what makes you special in this league. It's not about you – you're scoring a bunch of points and not winning, or whatever the case may be, if the stats are good and you're not winning, it's like, okay, it's like, is he really a winning player? Now they question yeah. a lot of things. Like, is he just playing for himself and things like that? So I think, you know, especially with us being a young team and guys, like, you know, it's always an elephant in the room. Like, guys want to get paid. Guys want to do all that kind of stuff. Sure. But, you know, the 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 way the easiest way to get paid is to win. When you win, everybody gets – everybody can eat. And I think – No doubt. I love that. Right. Yeah, so I think I think we're on a good path. It's, you know, where everybody bought into this, this this winning culture we're trying to build here. Do, have you seen Paulo smile? I have not <laughs> seen. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen it a few times. Even after last night, we yeah. couldn't get a smile out of the man. He is he all business. What what does the lighter side of Paulo look like? No, no, Paulo Paulo's a good guy. He, he's a he's a he's a playful guy. Um, no, he, he has fun and stuff like that. So he's a good guy. He's a good guy for sure. No, he's definitely good. <laughs> he's, definitely, he's definitely a good guy. I just know if he's yeah. guy's a little more reserved in front of the cameras, but it's great. It's a great yeah. addition. Okay, now I got to ask you this since we're talking about Duke. You got a new head coach. We always feel you don't want to be the guy that follows the guy, right? You don't want to be the guy that follows Coach K. You want to be the guy that follows the guy that follows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that follows absolutely. Right? Is that how you feel? And but you know John Shire as well. So how how could he be different? How does he how could he succeed taking over for Coach K? Um it will be it will be hard for him, sure. in my opinion. Um uh, it's a lot of factors that go into it, you know, with the simple fact that a lot of guys aren't going to college now, guys are, you know, going to overtime or going to the G League and things like that, you know, get to the NBA quicker. Uh, you know, they're changing the age rule, I believe. So, you know, guys won't even be going to college to begin with. So, it's going to be tough on that part. And then again, you're looking at Coach K, one of the most prestigious coaches to ever do this. Like, like ever. So, right. it's, it's, he, he has a he has a really big – some really big shoes to fill. And, um, you know, but just knowing John and knowing you know, the kind of guy he is and, and you know, what, what he's willing to sacrifice to help the team uh, – you know, that the, the things he was doing as an assistant coach, you know, I feel like you know he'll be able to do it as a head coach even more, and like you know, hopefully he'll be able to you know, lead those guys to, to being successful basketball players. I have a feeling, Dante, that if 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 
John needs Coach K to come in and maybe uh, close a deal with somebody. I have a feeling he's probably available oh, yeah. uh, at, at oh, yeah. any time. Yeah, of course he is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, no doubt he's, about it. He's only retired from like, you know, they, when they need him to lock somebody down, I think he Coach is, K. He is available. Coach did K he come? There. How did they land you, Wendell? How did they, did they, what did they do to impress you? Was Coach K in your living room? Like, how, how does this work? Yeah, yeah Was so he? Um, he came to a an, an high school game. Um, I can't remember. I, it was one of the playoff games. I had a really good game. And they, uh, it was Coach K, John, Nolan, and I think Nate James was there too. And, you know, I talked to them after the game, whatever the case may be. And they left and they came back for a house visit. It was just Coach K and John Shire. And we, my mom cooked dinner and we just kind of all just sat at my dinner room table and we were just chatting it up. That's amazing. What dinner do you make for Coach K? That's amazing. I want to say my mom made like, some kind of lasagna, I want to say. Nice. Some, yeah, it was lasagna or some kind of pasta. It was some something in that pasta family for sure. <laughs> Dude, I bet you. I bet you she worked really hard on that meal. Yes, by the way, I would. Yeah, so. there, no doubt that she's like, absolutely. oh, I can't. I can't burn this one. Yeah, <laughs> no, thanks, thanks. no burning this one. <laughs> All right. So, I for many people that will know in a, in a day or so here, you're inside the magic on Valley Sports Florida. It's going to profile your journey to the league. It comes out of debuts on Saturday after the game against Sacramento. A lot of it is touching on just how you got to where you are. Right. Part of going to Duke was the way you announced. Mm-hmm the way you were going to Duke. I, I, I had never seen the video before of you in a uh, tuxedo in a yes. Lamborghini. Dante, have you seen this video? I, I had not, seen, I had not yes. seen it before yesterday. And I don't know how I missed it and haven't given you crap about that since I've known <laughs> you. But who, who, give me some insight on, for everybody, they'll have to tune in to Valley Sports Florida if they've never seen it before. Tell me how that, gets into your head and who who sells you on the idea and all the people that were in the gym, like are those classmates of yours and friends? Like how does that all work? Um, so I have, uh, let me see. It was Bleacher Report was doing this big thing with everybody where they were just making all these guys commitment videos. Okay. So like I was uh, taking like a theater class while I was at Pace and we had just actually did a play. Um, like maybe like, no, I'm sorry. We was, um, 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 rehearsing for the play like later okay. on that uh, year. So like I was real, I was in this big artsy kind of thing going on in my head. Nice. I like it. So they, uh, I saw all these guys committing, committing. I'm like, man, let, let's, let's do something a little, little, little different. So I hit them up. No, actually they hit me up. They're like, Hey man, are you, are you committing to I was like, yeah, like. I am. And I think I wanted, like, let's get together. Let's do something. So they, they started, like, putting some ideas together and stuff. And, like, it was some stuff I didn't really like. So I'm like, hold on. Like, let me go back and let me think a little bit. So uh, I went 007. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that night that we filmed it, we had rehearsals for the play that I was doing. Okay. So I was doing rehearsals, doing rehearsals. Then I went over there. It's probably, like, seven. Was probably there to about midnight. Like, shooting your shooting the the commitment video. No way! Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because like 
it was like we had no script, no nothing. Like we did all that all right there. So like all the camera play, all all that stuff, like they did it all there in a matter of like four or five hours. So I was like, I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah. And uh, so all my classmates, I told them like to just all stay over. Um, they brought some actors with them too. Okay. We just we just kind of just freefalled it. Like we just kind of did whatever with it. Did you come up with the idea, or was it you and a group of friends, or was it your theater group as a whole? Like who who came uh, up with the Bond idea? Was it you? That was me. It was me. Okay. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. That's pretty good. Now, what was the play, Wendell? What play were you in? What was your role? It was called You Can't Take It With You. And it was, I can't remember my character's name, but he was like a handyman for this this wealthy family. And he was like very, very like comical, like always joking, like saying (laughs) stupid stuff, like random. Like I had a, like, it was one, it was one part in the play where like I had to run out of the door I had to act like I hit my head because I was like, that was like a, like a little joke. That wasn't a part of the play, but like, they were like, let's add it because you're so tall. So I'm running nice. and like, I had to hit my, hit my hand at the same time. It's like, it was, it was good. It was a good play in my opinion. That's fantastic. That's we're going to need, need video of that. Yeah, we're going to need video of that. I think got I got it. it. I think yeah, I do. That, I had to, I had to that should have made, that should have made the inside the magic episode. Yes, I'm now have. disappointed right. that that's not in there. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad now. <laughs> is that something? So are you, is that, would you pursue that? Like when you're done, like, would you do, if oh, someone yeah. comes and says, Hey, we want to do a commercial with you. We want to do, we want to put you in a show. You, you would, you'd be interested in that. Oh, no, a hundred, 110%. Like that's definitely something I've actually been doing a lot of, you know, background work research on just how to get involved in the, the acting scene. Um, you know, being in TV shows, being in movies, like that's that's definitely somewhere I can see myself in the next ten or fifteen years for sure. Have you done that? Uh, uh, like your whole life, been into theater and and acting, or not? Not really. I kind of got introduced to it when I was at Pace my sophomore year, and okay. I just kind of fell in love with it because it just gave me opportunity to like be someone other than Wendell for a day or however long I was doing. Like I can be someone else right now, and like it's okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. The, the show, the show talks about Pace Academy and how, yeah. and how, like, talk a little bit about Pace Academy. You, you'll see it in the show, but talk about your decision to to go there and how it was just kind of off the the beaten path a little bit for you. Yeah, Pace is Pace was a place where um, it was it was different, right? You know, for someone who looks like me um, to go to a school in, in the Buckhead area, um, who was. I was known for, you know, wanting to play basketball, wanting to get to the next level. And Pace wasn't necessarily known for that. And, um, you know, my mom, you know, I give a lot of credit to my mom when it comes to this side of my life with, like, the academic side, the, you know, building up my brain power, just little stuff like that. Like, that was her biggest thing. Like, she played basketball, but she didn't love basketball like she did academics. And she just – she saw this opportunity, like, okay, like, you go to the school – you know, whatever happens on the court happens. You're a great player. They'll figure you'll figure it out. Like take advantage of the other stuff, the connections, the the, the academics, the whatever the case may be. Like they're gonna give you those kind of keys. Like you're good on the basketball side. You'll figure it out. You'll you'll be able to play in other stuff outside of Pace Academy. Like this is a good place for you to build something that will last you a lifetime. And I had a hard time grasping that. You know, I wanted to go to somewhere like Mount Bird or, or Oak Hill or something like that, sure. but um, once I got the pace after my, my my sophomore year, I'm like, okay, like I started, you know, realizing, you know, just a whole lot of stuff. Like the list would be very very long if I was to go go about it, but just 
how people live, what people like, what people didn't like, what how people made money, uh, how they kept money, like all that kind of stuff. So like, I was like, man, this is just a, a whole different world I, I'm tapping into. And like, you know, I'm still close to a lot of those guys that went to school with me. You know, Wendell, I think about that and your mom and your dad. I know your dad meant a lot to you, means a lot to you in, in your life as well. When you're in an NBA locker room and you're introduced, you got a newcomer in Bull Bull and you're meeting Paolo and you got new, you got 15, 16 different personalities. We've got 720 trainers. We've got nutritionists. We've got, like, we've got there's so many people on this yeah. staff. The way your mom taught you to go about things and try to find something and does it help you the way you value and can connect with people? Is that I think that's that's important in a leader. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I think I could I could safely safely say that you know everybody I come in contact with in, in terms of inside of our organization, you know, thinks that I'm I'm, I'm a good person. You know, I, I really pride myself on just you know just being a good person. As simple as it sounds, like you know, knowing people's names, you know, greeting them every day, you know, asking them how their day is going, whatever the case may be, like taking a couple of seconds out of my day to do that because they may be having a bad day or they may be having a good day and I'm making it better. Like you never know. So like, I kind of pride myself on that because that was something I always struggled with growing up. Like always inside of my own head, like always tackling things by myself. Don't think anybody's there with me. So like, I just see it as an opportunity. Like, you know, just to make someone's day. You know, but see, that's a lot to that's a lot to put on yourself because we're yeah. not always in a good mood all times that's, of the day. That's very true. That is right? very true. Yeah. And you gotta come, yeah, you gotta come through with that. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, listen, we've got some questions here, but I know I know George and I are both interested. I, I know George just saw the piece on, on what you did back home. And I and I think it's remarkable uh yeah. what what you continue to give not only here in Orlando, but back home, right, George? Yeah, the camp that we, we highlight the camp uh that you did this summer uh, on the show. The part of the camp that I was not familiar with at first was it, it was more than just a regular basketball camp, Dell. Like it was to tell everybody what the other aspects of the camp were entailed. Um, so we had, of course, we had guys playing basketball, things like that, just to keep them engaged. Um, but we had two classrooms set up, one with African-American studies and one was financial literacy. And the reason I chose African-American studies is I'm African-American and I just felt like, you know, going through high school and college, we don't really get taught that enough, you know, and whatever the case may be because of that is, it's okay. I'm not bashing anyone for it, but, you know, I just saw that opportunity. Like, let me just give them, you know, just a little, little bit about our history. Cause you know, one of my family friends is actually a professor at Ole Miss. So, um, you know, he, he knows a lot, and I learned a lot of stuff just talking to him. We have debates, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, on the financial literacy part, like, I feel like that's probably the most important thing that I feel like is not taught in schools right now. And, um, you know, not to take away from, you know, guys who want to be chemists or whatever the case may be, sure. uh, lawyers, whatever the case may be. Like, I, I feel like there isn't a, a, a good enough – like a good enough uh, investment into teaching kids yeah. like yeah. what yeah. to do with the money that they make, like mm -hmm. how to save it, how to spend it, how to 
invested. Like I feel like that's like yeah. we're not. That's I'm great. not talking about the like little stuff like the Acorn account and stuff online. I'm talking about like the real deal, like how to pay taxes. Like I never knew how to pay taxes until I like you know I had to learn that on my own. Yeah. You know? And like and I would, I would argue like a lot of guys in the league still don't know how to pay taxes. They just pay someone else to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something I'm like, man, that's like you don't pay taxes. You <laughs> well, you it's, real li- it's real life. It's real life stuff. Real life like, stuff. It's stuff, yeah. it's stuff. When you become well, an adult, like you, you, your thing with the camps is uh, you'll notice it. You said you had the basketball just to keep them engaged. The more important stuff yeah. was the was the other stuff that you were doing in the classroom, right. whether it was the African American studies or the or the financial stuff, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Very and we're cool. not ta- and, and, and a lot of, a lot of people aren't taught that at home either. Not right. just school. Exactly. You know, a lot, a lot of exactly. our parents don't don't take the time to do all that stuff. So I think that's uh well, I think that's great. I think kids can certainly benefit from that. We got some fans that submitted some questions. All right. Yep. So we want to get we we always love these where, are always good, right? We always love where fans' minds are going and, and this yeah. and that. So we were obviously going to ask you about the goggles because we're happy that they're back and we love and yeah. and you've got to look, they're color-coded sometimes. It's awesome. But this fan wants to know why do you take them off during free throws? We um, that's a good question, by the yeah, way, because you have them on when you're uh, shooting all the other time. Yeah. Why do they why on the free that's throws? Right. That's right. Um, so the first reason is they're not prescribed, right? So like I wear contacts throughout the game. They're just protective wear just to make sure I don't get hit in my face. And uh, the reason I take them off is honestly they get foggy sometimes. So uh, it's kind of hard to see, especially during free throws. Like I'm sweating, like I'm standing still, I'm not moving. There's no kind like I'm just sweating. I'm hot. Like so now it's just condensating all over my glasses. So I kind of. That's my chance to like let them breathe a little bit. Yeah, good call. Back on, so that's kind of and yeah, that's really only two, only two reasons. Okay, I, so I, I feel like this season they're not smashing into seven pieces anymore. That's like, right. Did we did right. we address that over the summer? We addressed a stronger, <laughs> so. a stronger, okay, a stronger frame. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> good call, good call. Okay, why did you choose? I think we talked about this the last time we had you on there because I I showed you my high school picture why did you choose 34 um because my dad wore it um you know that my dad is my biggest inspiration um ever and then um my favorite player is Hakeem Olajuwon so this is a perfect and his favorite player was Lynn Bias so so it just goes right down the line yeah have you have you met Hakeem have you have you come in contact with Hakeem I haven't, but I do want to get in the gym with him this summer. That was something I've been talking to my agency about that, you know, we, we definitely want to make that happen just to kind of take my game to another level. Real you got to make, make that happen, right? You got to make that happen. Right. George, George, you got to make that happen. Why do I have to make that happen? <laughs> you have to use your I connections. Know, I don't know Akeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I've also never met Akeem Olajuwon. Oh, man, come on. But I'm, I'm looking, you know, I grew up in Boston and we were, I, I grew up a Celtics fan. And when they drafted Len Bias, I mean, he was supposed to be the second coming. I mean, does your dad tell you about Len Bias? Have you watched his games? Do, do you know much about him? Uh, not much. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know much about Len Bias, but I've always heard whenever I hear his name, he's like, he was supposed to be one of those yes. premier players in the league. 
he would be he would be a no doubt Hall of Famer. Yeah, a, yeah. one of the fifty great. Uh, he was amazing, amazing yeah. basketball player. Uh, favorite hobbies other than basketball, Dell. Um, so I've, I've uh, got into DJing a little bit. I like to DJ at the crib. Um, okay, I'm a big I'm a, I'm a big video game player. Um, new Modern Warfare is out, so that's kind of been taking up a lot of my time on these off days. Um, and reading. You know, I like to read. You know, uh, I, I usually read on flights when I can't sleep and things like that. But yeah, that's that's probably the big three right now. Not the comic books that you read, George. He's reading actual uh, books. <laughs> well, he reading. told he did tell Coach Mosley today he's been he's been working on a book for a little bit. But we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll stay off that one. We'll stay off that one. Uh, but not, well, the one thing you said is you is the money. I know money is a big passion of yours. But do you yeah. do you do all your finances? Like are you, some guys just let somebody completely handle it. You follow it all along yourself. I, you're you're nah, probably up uh, on that. I have someone, um, a very close friend of mine that's uh, very wealthy himself. So he kind of helps me out um, in, the, in uh, you know, in terms of investments and um, 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 estate planning and things like that. But um, for the most part, like I'm on top of everything. Like I, I look at all my accounts every day. I make sure, you know, if we're talking about putting money here, here, I make sure it goes there. I look at I do my due diligence before I do any investments, things like that. So Dante, you would be surprised how like do you check your paycheck when you get paid? Today was payday for the magic. Do you check your check when you get it? You check your stuff. We had paycheck. We got paycheck. Well, I mean, we like I get I got paid. you might be on a completely different level than me, but it was payday for the employees here at the Magic Uh today. You'd be surprised how many employees don't 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 check check their they just their money goes into their account and they just they just move along. I check that thing line by line to I make know. sure to make sure oh, yeah, I, I got everything in there. That there's yeah, not a lot I'll of be, people that do. Yeah, I'll be seeing miscellaneous stuff. I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is this? What, what is this for? Like, uh, yeah. I've, How I've, happy would you be, George, if they if they mixed up you guys' <laughs> checks one day? Uh, I'd be I'd be thrilled. <laughs> Actually, you probably you probably would never hear from me again. I never- <laughs> George, George, George is off in the bar in Barbados or something. I, I gotta go. I I gotta get out of here. I gotta go. Right, when Wendell- and Wendell goes forty five dollars <laughs> this week. What the heck? Wait a second. This isn't right. This isn't right. <laughs> Whose uh, dumb check? Whose dumb check is this? <laughs> How about uh, this question, Wendell? Pre-game ritual. Do you have? Do you was, have any? Gonna be mine. Anything you have to do on a game day? Um, no. I mean, I, I usually take a pre-game nap uh, before heading to the gym, but I have no, no nothing that's like I have to do before games. You know, I listen to music while I'm warming up, but other than that, that's it. No you crazy DJing, superstition. Does, does, oh yeah. Does, does Chuma? Does Chuma get? That's, did he get you into the DJing? Chuma? No, I, no. I was actually doing it when I was in Chicago. So. Oh okay. Could we get a collaboration at some point? A collab between Big Chum and and you? Could we? Absolutely. We see that absolutely. in the future. Gotta, gotta make, work for real. Yeah, we gotta I get like that. that. You gotta, gotta get that done. Yeah. Hey, you guys can host one night. All right, last thing. Uh, and this is interesting from a fan. Do you have any mental health advice for athletes? I, I know that's a big topic for you. And is, is there some advice you would give on, on that lines for fellow athletes? Um, yeah, that's a great question, actually. Wow. I, I think when it comes to mental health, 
I think the the biggest thing, in my opinion, is um, surrendering to it. Not not like like giving up, but like understanding, like okay, like my mental capacity isn't where I want it to be. Like the first thing is realizing that okay, something isn't right, and I think the second part of it is not being afraid to to seek help. Like if you know some guys. Say, oh, I don't want to go to a therapist. They don't even know me like that. But, like, you would be surprised. Just you being able to vent, talk to someone who doesn't have no right. say-so in your life, like, that shit. I'm, oh, my bad. You're that's good. That's you're right. good. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> like, it, it definitely helps. Like, like, just being able to just get things off your chest, things that's bottled up inside. Like, I'm saying it's going to be a cure, but, like, it helps. Like, you can just kind of, like, okay. Just get it out, get it out in the universe, get it out of your head. So you're not just thinking about it all the time. And I think like I think those two things, um, you know, I think at any level, you know, is 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 able you're able to do. So I think that's like the, the, the main two things when it comes to mental that's health. Terrific, terrific advice. I would think it's hard for a professional athlete to find yeah. people that are honest with them. Right. Yeah. You get a lot of people, right. That are, that are just kind of go along with, well, well, whatever you think. Yeah, it's great. Everything's great. Is it hard to find that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, it's very tough. Right. Cause, uh, you know, we luckily with, with the Orlando magic, we actually have a psychiatrist on, on hand on board. So it's someone that we can talk to, you know, um, he doesn't have no say, so he doesn't, he lets you just talk to him and, you know, he right. puts in his two cents if need be, but like, that's, that's kind of how I get over certain things, you know, certain things that may be going on in my life that's not particularly to basketball. Like I just go and talk to him. He just lets me vent to him. Just let me say whatever, get whatever I can off my chest. And then you know, he throws in, you know, his two cents or whatever the case may be at the end. And you know, we go on about our day. Cause at the end of the day, like it's, it's definitely hard to find someone who is just yeah. going to be honest with you and yeah. going to be genuine with you at the same time. I would think so. Well, that's great advice, Wendell. And I hope someone hears that and it helps them and go, you know, if somebody needs to, to go find somebody, certainly do that inside the magic. Wendell Carter jr. Comes out on Saturday. We can't wait for it. I know your mom and dad will be watching it. They're in it. They're going to be featured. They're, star, they're stars. They're of the stars. Show. I know. Oh, they got more screen time than me. There is no <laughs> doubt. There is no doubt your mom and dad are in that thing that's way right. more than you are. Way more that's, than you. That's awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. You're, you're such a big hit here in Central Florida and with all of us and with these Magic fans. So best of luck rest of the way. Okay, Del? Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. All right, thanks. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pod Squad.